It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. I'm Jason Chaffetz. I'm Katie Pavlich. I'm Steve Ducey. And this is the Fox News Rundown. Tuesday, July 25th, 2023. I'm John Saucier. A big deal for labor this week after United Parcel Service agrees to a tentative agreement with its workers represented by the Teamsters Union. There was a looming strike on July 31st, but luckily, they got it done well ahead of the deadline. Luckily, because this would have been hurtful to the U.S. economy and to UPS itself. We're taking care of our members that go into work every single day, especially the part-timers. This is going to improve their lives tremendously, but it's also going to add stability to UPS's workforce. This is a Fox News Rundown Evening Edition. Listen to the all-new Brett Bear podcast featuring Common Ground, in-depth talks with lawmakers from opposite sides of the aisle, along with all your Brett Bear favorites like his all-star panel and much more. Available now at foxnewspodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Teamsters President Sean O'Brien, a happy man today after UPS agreed to a tentative deal and a new labor contract. He talked to the Fox Business Network and the impact this deal will have on workers' lives. We're taking care of our members that go into work every single day, especially the part-timers. Uh, this is going to improve their lives tremendously, but it's also going to add stability to UPS's workforce. It's one of those deals where it seems like there were winners on all sides of it, including the American consumer. In 1997, there was a two-week strike at UPS, uh, which, you know, caused a lot of problems back then. We're speaking today with Jeff Flock, who's been on this story from the start. He was covering it for the Fox Business Network. Had this come off this year, it would have been a much bigger issue because obviously we rely a whole lot more these days yeah, on you, you, shipping. and Think stuff back to we 97. We weren't on Amazon shopping for the latest, greatest gadgets and buying everything online and having packages delivered all the time. That just wasn't as much of a thing. But I feel like now in the culture, all the time people are getting packages. So UPS has been that much more significant. But how bad did the strike hurt the economy back in 97? Uh, It was pretty significant, but nothing like what it would have been today. I mean, back then, people were still accustomed to going into stores and picking out a piece of clothing, buying it, and taking it home with them. Imagine Uh, that. They didn't rely on people coming to them to do it. So now we're a lot less uh, used to that sort of thing. Yeah, okay. So UPS and the Teamsters, they've agreed to a tentative union deal. And it's not just the money that was some of these negotiation points here. Air conditioning played a big factor as well. Can you talk about the negotiations from either side and why this took up until this point? I mean, we're, we've are we got a few days to go until the deadline. Do you think it took too long or this was about right the target for a deal to be done? I think this uh, surprised some people that it happened just now. You know, the last time they were talking, it was pretty acrimonious and the folks walked away from the table, the folks from the Teamsters. But I think the company realized the Teamsters were in a pretty strong position. I mean, the company is in a strong position financially. They've done tremendously well as a result of largely the pandemic and the people's changed buying habits. So they're making a lot of money. And it's hard to justify when you made last year $11 billion in net income to say, we need to maybe share some of this with uh, the folks that have been on the front lines for us, particularly through the pandemic. Yeah, and it's not just the pay that they were haggling over here, Jeff. I mentioned the air conditioning. 
I mean, it kind of sounds funny to talk about, but it's not funny if you're driving around one of those trucks all day and you're trying to deliver packages. I can't imagine people were doing that with no air conditioning, but now part of this agreement, I'm hearing air conditioning is going to be a thing. Yeah, uh, I surprised a lot of people, no air conditioning in any of their trucks. Now they have agreed not to retrofit the old trucks, though, but to provide any new trucks they have that that provide that it has uh, air conditioning. Uh, Yeah, in addition to the air conditioning, which was a big deal, no forced overtime. They had been forcing people to work on off days and work overtime on off days. That will no longer happen. They got Martin Luther King Jr. holiday off. They also eliminated, some people think this was the biggest deal, eliminated a two-tier wage system that was implemented in the last contract, which provided for some employees to be both drivers and sorters. The company could make you either one. The union really did not like that. And then in addition to the money, the union says it's $30 billion in new money, everything from a, an immediate 275 an hour raise, 750 over the five years of the contract, and now minimum pay starts at $21. It had been 16 a little over $16. So, yeah, I think the union came out okay. Do you think this is part of why the Teamsters are calling this deal historic? I mean, it's kind of a labor deal, sure. It's a big one, but why is this a historic one? Well, it, it goes back particularly to the last contract, which, if you didn't know, the last contract negotiated five years ago was not ratified by the rank and file. In fact, they voted 54 to 46, I believe, was the percentage against it. But then the, the president of the uh, of the Teamsters, James Hoffa, son of, the, of course, the famed former Teamster president, under a provision that provided if not 50 percent of the people voted in that election, the management could uh, management of the union could implement the contract, and that's just what he did. So a lot of people were upset about that. And you know, this time Sean O'Brien, the new president of the Teamsters, said, "Listen, we're going to stand firm on this." They had made tremendous plans for strike funds, for strike pay to be paid out, captains of, of the strike teams, picketers practicing, making signs. The company knew they were serious. And so I do think uh, they got a lot of what they had hoped for. And I I, I suspect that this will go to pretty quick ratification, though you never know with the rank and file. The Teamsters were asking what Brown could do for them, and they found out this week when UPS agreed to a new labor contract with this 340,000-strong labor union. We're covering every aspect of this deal today, from the wage increases to the air conditioning clause, with Jeff Flock, senior correspondent with the Fox Business Network. Now, Jeff has unique insight on this one, as he was actually on the same story back in 1997 when the Teamsters actually went on strike. We'll have more for you coming up next. No, of course, you never know. But what did the company actually get out of this? I mean, I know the Teamsters are calling it a big win. But again, I want to point out the fact that deadline for a strike was July 31st. So we're a few days before that. The company, did they just realize that the Teamsters had all the clout on their side and there's nothing they can do? Or do you think the company actually got some wins in this contract also? Well, I do think the company's doing well. Listen, first, first, the law of management, I suppose, is don't shoot yourself in the foot. The company made $11 billion on revenue of $100 billion last year. They are the biggest shipper in the, in the country. They have a great reputation. And here's the other thing. You know, in some labor disputes, you know, a, a, a plant goes on strike or a company goes on strike. You don't know the workers. And so the general public doesn't have much sympathy one way or the other, maybe. 
a lot of us know our UPS drivers. See them out there in the truck without the uh, air conditioning, and they maybe help us, you know, uh, put the package here or there, or we communicate with them. And as I said, the company's doing well. It didn't have anything to gain by playing hardball here. I mean, if the company was in trouble, then you have some reason to say, listen, we got to hold the line here, and maybe we go to a strike. But, you know, why disrupt what's going well? Why wreck it? And so I think, I think the company did get now the stability that it would ask for going forward because, you know, we're going to probably continue to ship stuff more and more, and you want to be in a position to take advantage of that and monetize it. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. We're speaking with Jeff Flock for the Fox Business Network. He's been covering this potential Teamster strike that it looks like it's been averted in union negotiations. Went well with UPS, and they've got a tentative agreement in place. They still need to vote on it. The rank and file do, as Jeff just mentioned there. Jeff, Big win for labor in this country. Huge contract. There's a number of labor disputes going on. Probably the most high-profile one right now. Screen Actors Guild, the Writers Guild on striking. It's the Hollywood Studios as well. But there's really been a number of big labor disputes. There's been big stories this year across the country. And then you have a president, Joe Biden, who wants to call himself the most pro-union president in history. What do you think that this deal between the Teamsters and UPS means for some of these other labor disputes? Could this lead the way for other agreements? I think you got to be careful because each industry is different. Clearly, uh, AI wasn't an issue in this UPS Teamsters conflict, whereas it is huge in Hollywood with writers and that sort of thing. So each, I think each industry is different. But I do think, given the fact that you've got a president who in the White House is on record as being very much pro-labor and pro-union, you kind of feel a little bit more wind at your sails uh, behind you as you go into these negotiations, and particularly when the economy is doing well. You know, uh, I mean, we make some criticism about it. We talk about inflation and that's all out there, but actually companies are doing well. And that's not the time you want to get into a labor dispute because, as I said, you know, if it's going well, don't don't wreck it and, and uh, cause a competitor perhaps to step in. You know, that was an issue here at UPS is – the, you know, the Postal Service also ships packages. FedEx also ships packages. They were ready to step in and at least take some of that uh, business away. And so why open your door to that if you don't have to and if you're, you're doing well and you can afford to pay the workers more? We appreciate your work, Jeff Flock, Fox Business Network correspondent on this. And also we'll give you a shout out for your coverage of the strike back in 97 as well. You've been around the block a few times. <laughs> So Glad get, somebody remembers. Yeah, you get Thanks, back credit yeah. for that one, Jeff. Thanks a lot. Thanks for being with us here on the Fox News Rundown Evening Edition podcast. Thanks, John. Always great to be on with you. You've been listening to the Fox News Rundown. And now, stay up to date by subscribing to this podcast at foxnewspodcasts.com. Listen ad-free on Fox News Podcasts Plus on Apple Podcasts. And Prime members can listen to the show ad-free on Amazon Music. And for up-to-the-minute news, go to foxnews.com. From the Fox News Podcasts Network. Hey there, it's me, Kennedy. Make sure to check out my podcast, Kennedy Saves the World. It is five days a week, every week. Download and listen at foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts.